Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what TGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. We don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, we work things good, and that is what we That's why I love There you have it. You have an insightful show. God. Colossians 4. Colossians 4. Colossians 4. So we're going for the past few weeks, you know, on a commentary on the book of Colossians. And we're wrapping it up today. So Colossians 4. Verse 1. The phone says, Masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair. Because you know that you also have a master in heaven. Now, before we go further, right? People have um, people have tried to say that the Bible supports slavery. You know, so they pick up parts in the Bible, where the Bible mentions slaves. You know, and assume that the Bible supports you know the kind of slavery that we see you know in the last century or two century centuries. Okay, now. Um, the issue of slavery in, in, in the Jewish culture, in Jewish culture, and subsequently in most parts of the Bible, refers to um, is more is more of boss, more of boss to staff than slavery as no slavery, slavery. Okay, and it also is not kind of slavery where people are forced into labor. This is slavery as boss to to, to staff and also for people that, that could not pay off a debt owed that they just now paid off with with service you understand so it is not just it is not forced labor mostly okay of course there are cases of forced labor where people took where people took um, captives in war and made them forced slaves but most, most of the bible cases is not like that okay for example here now we can see it more as boss to staff you understand okay so it speaks to us in this day that you know, as masters, as um, employers, provide for your slaves with what is right. Provide for your for your employees, okay, with what is right and fair, because you know you also have a master in heaven. So when we when we go back to Colossians three, we see that then Paul continues a train of thought, starting from starting from verse 17 of the before where it says and in whatever you do whether in word or deed do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father Trim. Now let's verse to say wives submit your husbands as sitting in the Lord husband love your wives and not be harsh with them children obey your presence and everything for this this is the Lord Okay, so we see the idea 
that Paul is mentioning, you know, is this is the idea that in everything we are to do everything, you know, as unto God. Do everything, words or deeds, at work, at play, you know, at home, wherever, offline, online. We should do everything in word or deed, you know, knowing that we represent Christ. So for us, everything is an act of worship to God. You understand? So he's saying that you cannot pull a line between your behavior at work and your behavior at church. You can't say I'm loving at church. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm in church church with that. Everybody loves me at church. You know, you have church mind. You know, at church you have your church mind, where everyone loves you. You are sweet. You know, you are amazing. You know, you are friendly. That kind of stuff, right? But after church, you know, people people cannot tell who you are again. He's saying no. That in serving God, right, there will be a consistency of your behavior in church, out of church, whatever. You are to be godly, only in every place. Now you know how we are, right? That when we are in church, you know, we, are, we can be so is everybody or is everybody. We can be so loving. You know, in church, you don't get angry, you don't fuck anybody, you just smile, God bless you, you know, God bless you, sir, God bless you, man, hey, love you, you know, oh, you're so nice, your echo, you know, so lovely in church now. Most people are like that in church, right? Most people, you know that we have some, we have some, some cases of mad people, even in church, but generally, sir, we are all very kind in church. But you know that also, as when we, when we are at home, it's not always when we are in church. Who can relate? That the way we are sometimes at church is not how we are at home. You can relate, say hi, don't be shy, I won't judge you. So for example, when we are at home, you know, we tend to snap when we are angry much more. But when you are in church, when someone annoys you, 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 stay, you stay in character, you stay in control, you just call it scam, all this call it school. But at home, you know, you show your real, 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 real behavior, you know, your real, real face. When you are at home, it's where you see your most, you know, bad boss. When you are away from church, you know, Paul is saying that uh, that for the believer in Christ, this is not how we live. That we are consistent in every place and in everything. Did you understand? And whether at work or at play, our behavior has to match a particular standard. We are to live only in every place, constantly walking, walking in love. This, this is very, very important, okay? You know, it, it's sad that, you know, we have people that look very holy on the altar, you know, but what they do at home shames everybody. So, in church, they are in control, they are loving to everybody, they are nice, very kind. But when you hear what they do at home, you know, Yoruba will say, Okudi Ekato, you know, is is not befitting. It's not befitting. So we have to personally watch out, you know, in our own lives. Okay. Um. See, these things can easily keep on keep up on us. It can easily. It happens to everybody. This is easily just you know creeping if you don't stand your watch. See, this this is about holiness. Eh? It is deliberate. Being only, you know, is God's work. Acting only is deliberate effort. Dealing with other bits is deliberate effort. So you have got to say, eh, this thing I will stop it. You know what, what happens to us? We don't stop to think and appraise ourselves. We just keep going on the same way. We don't actually stop, stop to actually say, okay, this behavior that I always do at home, is it befitting of 
what I prefer. Now, I'm not judging, but I'm also, I'm also good to, no, no judgment scale. I'm also guilty of it, okay? But we have to watch out for details. How often do you hear? Thank you, Dominion. How often do you para? You know? How often do you flip? Okay? These this things are not part of godly Christian character. So you have got to be deliberately on the watch out. Okay? Please, you have to be consistent. Loving in every place. Okay? So they can see us everywhere that we are real believers. Now, this is so important, okay? Because, see, when we act one way in church and one way elsewhere, in a sense, it is hypocrisy. In a sense, it is, it is deception. What we put in the front, where people are talking about are, and we are opposite where they are not, it is deception, hypocrisy. We have all got to be on the watch out. We have got to, as Paul will say, put off the deeds of the old man. Put off the deeds of the old man. Put off the deeds of the old man. See, patience looks good on us. Some people say, hey, I'm angry. And when I'm angry, I can talk anyhow. You know, they won't brag about anybody. You know, when I'm angry, I can talk. It's not my fault I'm angry. No, 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 no. The believer cannot, 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 um, cannot make anger an excuse for bad, for bad behavior. This is important, okay? We have got to all be in control of our emotions. Now, what people do to you cannot be controlled, right? But you can control how you, how you respond to what people do. You have got to be in control. Christ lives in you, and it demands of you, you know, a high level of Christian of character. You know, normally, normally in the world, if someone slaps you and you slap back, it is bad both or all, all is fair in love and in war, right? And but for the believer, eh? Christ said, if they slap you in one cheek, turn the other one. What what, what this is this? If you can't walk away, don't avenge. So for us. We live by a higher moral standard. And eye for an eye is for the unsaved. Okay? Ours is ours is to forgive even when the forgiveness is not is not exact. Even when they don't say sorry, ours is to forgive. So we have got to see ourselves to live, you know, in a very high level of you know of of, of um of character. So it starts in the home. You know, you know, I hear things, uh, I talk about, about, about it on Sunday, but we hear things that believers do at home. How they treat their domestic, domestic staff, domestic and domestic staff. I need to wonder, um, but she's a believer. Um, is a believer. You know, how come this is how they treat people that work for them at home? You know, you see Christian families come to church together, and Husband will dress so good. Wife dress so good. Now they come to church with, with a fifteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old domestic domestic servant, domestic servant, that servant, domestic elf that looks tattered, hair undone, you know, in slippers, and you are wondering, but they are believers, they are Christians. How is this normal? Okay, so we have to take this things home. What would Christ do? How, 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 how are we taught to treat those that work for us? If they are human, they deserve whatever dignity will deserve. This is important, okay? You know, 
they are sought to. If you're not careful, you find yourself doing those things. Okay? Treat people well. Live in love in every place. You know, eh, this thing I'm talking about. In a way, you know, every human being is liable to this behavior. There's this thing that, that, that is fired into the average woman mind and for the unsafe, their spirit, to make them feel people are in classes and should, be, and should be treated according to their class. See someone and say, this person is not my, not my level, you know, I mean, it's like bear. It's not age you are forming class. So we have, in, our, in our mind, we have you know, classes of people. You know, we have to be careful about these things, okay? Let the old man and his behavior be near to the cross. Don't pick it up back. So we understand. Are we following? Very, very important. So it starts in the home. How you treat your spouses. How you treat your siblings. How you treat your parents and your kids. In fact, even how we treat our pets. Amen. You might say somewhere that uh, the righteous man is good even to his pets. This one is deep. So we have to remember this. So, so um, let it be in your, in your, in your, in your consciousness. That everything you do matters. Everything you do matters. How you treat everyone, even your neighbors on the road. How you, how you treat your neighbors on the road. How you greet or don't greet. Everything matters. We are to leave God's love out to everyone. Let them sit and say, man, I love that guy. That guy is a Christian in character. It is so important, guys. So at home, see, so there's, a, there's a common saying by Kenneth Higgins that, you want, that God's love has never been to the boss court. Again, God's love has never been to the boss court. Agape has never been to the boss court. Agape has never been to a divorce court. When two believers walk in God's love and they are married, you know, they will stand sure. They will stand strong. Okay? So we've got to cultivate these things. Take it home. Let it show in how you live at home. Amen. Okay? So please, guys. This is, I'm, I'm saying for emphasis because we normally fail, people normally fail in this particular thing. Being loving at home is where people goof the most. When they are angry at home, they talk. At home, no filter. You know, no filter, of course, no makeup, no filter, nothing. So everything at home is raw. No. We still have to deliberately live in love at home. Deliberate effort. Meaning that you don't talk the way you feel like talking. You filter that thing you want to say and say it in a, in a better possible in love. Do you understand? It, it, is, it, it is wrong when inside though, when we are more loving outside than we are inside. And guess what? We all tend to be like that. So in a sense, eh, I know you all are, are super loved and super kind, but I know also eh, that we are not seeing the real picture. I know. Okay? No, I know, no judgment. I know people are kind though, they are all loving, I know you are all nice, I know. But I know in a way also, that we are not seeing the real picture. We are not seeing the real picture. It, we have to follow you home and, you know, and do undercover at home to tell if you are really good, good or good if you are not. Okay? So, please, let's take it home, okay? Be, be, be at home honorable. Be loving. Speak softly. Speak kindly. Okay? Be patient. Okay? Be in control of your emotions. Okay? That's at home. Now, even at work, right? 
even at work, you know, we have to serve as though serving God. This thing I, I, I remember is often. When, 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 I, when I work with a client, you know, and I'm not, I'm not giving my best, I just remember to learn this is not right. This is not right, okay? So you have to, you have to correct yourself. Correct yourself, okay? And you just make sure you are checking yourself and you are making corrections, okay? When you goof, apologize. Don't, don't, don't claim right where you are wrong, okay? Know that you are serving God. You are serving God. So while serving your boss, your father, your children, your spouse, it is God you are serving. While loving your, fa- your, your father, your mother, your children, your spouse, it is God you are loving. You have to do everything as though unto the Lord. See, guys, it means also that how we do in our academics, also in our career, students, pull your ears, okay? How we do to our studies, we are doing also unto the Lord. So if you are not doing your academics, you are doing it unto God. Everything we do in words or this we done in the name of the Lord. We are called to give our best in everything. Don't say hey, I'm a church boy, so I feel at school. Sure. Okay? You have to do everything in word or deed in the name of the Lord. Give your best to everything. There is no excuse that because you're a child of God and because you're a church worker. Now you now you know you fail your schoolwork. And there is no excuse for that. We see our examples in Joseph, in the Hebrew boys and Daniel. You know, we see how they excelled at school. You know, they excelled in their academics because they were, they are children of God. So being a child of God should make us excel, not fail. The more I know God, the more I should succeed. These are these things are very important. There is no excuse for failure. So now say, hey, I work in a bank, and I'm a, I'm a marketer. So they, they gave us, they gave us, um, they gave us, um, you know, targets. But because I can't, I can't sleep with sleep with chief, and so and so and so is why I could not make my target. Oga, oga, oga. You are a child of God. That you show in how you meet the deliverables. This, this, this is not me judging, okay? I'm, I'm just asking us to remember this as a church. Remember it for everybody, even myself, okay? It's just always put us on remembrance of these things, okay? That because I'm a child of God, I should be able to command results, even where others fail. So, in class, they say this course, everyone feels it. Where you say, I'm a child of God. I don't know, I don't know failure. I'm a child of God. I don't know how to fail. And you go there and, you know, you bless that course. That is how you show the child of who you are. Do you understand? Okay? If David could take down Goliath, how much more a, a, a course in school, an exam? Okay? There's something in you that makes you, that makes all things possible for you. Okay? But you have got to apply yourself. You have got to apply yourself. Do everything as unto the Lord. Okay? Even if they will not give max, they will not give a price for first, first place in your school. The Bible says that you know you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. Okay, so God will reward everything. People think God, God, God will reward, you know, how you preach, how you eat and stuff like that. He will reward everything. He told them here, yeah, I will reward them for how they serve their bosses. What does that mean? It will reward everything. You reward God will mark everything. It will reward everything. It is a score for everything. 
in the score also for how lazy or not you are. Do you understand? So the Peter lifestyle is a call to be constant in every season, every place. Serving God faithfully in everything. Serving your boss right. You know, some, some people are, you know, Christians, but still from their bosses, you know, make corrections. Don't steal. Don't pass the budget. Don't keep the change. Do you understand? Don't over-inflate the, the invoice. You know, I've seen people before that they give you contracts and tell you to, to, to bring their share. Believers. Okay? They will give you contracts for their, for their boss and tell you afterwards to bring their share. So to tell you, add money, not, add money on, the, on the contract. Now, those are, I, I know them. They are believers. We have got to be careful of these things. Okay? Don't let the world creep into you. Don't let, don't conform, you know, don't conform to worldly standards. Be transformed by renewing your mind. Now, don't say, it's me, don't say me, lie, lie, I cannot do it, okay? If you don't pay attention, you can do it. Okay? These things creep up on us. Why? Because they're in our culture. It's the way that your culture can creep up on you if you don't take precaution. Why Paul told them, let eat that stands. Take it, let it fall. If you are bragging too much, you are not, you're not taking it. If you are bragging and boasting your, 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 your ability to not do it, you are not taking it. Take it, okay? Be, be, be deliberate. Stand your guard. Stand your guard, okay? Let him understand. Take it, let it fall. That is so important. Okay? So going on. Going on. So let's go to. Back to chapter, back to chapter 4. Verse 2 says. Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Perform. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Okay, so he says, devote yourself to prayer. Now, this this means prayer is more than just praying. Your you know your morning devotion prayer. If I this prayer, I went to work. It's more than just praying that God, you know, I need money, give me money. It means prayer. The kind of prayer he talks about is beyond just your short, 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 short prayer. He says, devote yourself to prayer. Do you know what that means? Give yourself to prayer. Invest in prayer. So this is not just casual, everyday, five minutes prayer. See, it's a call to prayer as a lifestyle. Extended time in prayer. Okay? We have deliberately cultivated the flower. These things are deliberate. They don't fall on you. Okay? You have got to cultivate this. I remember growing up, my mom spoke of a friend of ours, I know her too, she was, you know, she was a church member. That she was, wait, whenever I see her, you see her mouth moving, you know, her mouth always moving, praying in tongues. You know, and now I remember, okay, because now also, I, I, do, I do it a lot. And I'm happy that, you know, that, that, that what I saw then, or heard, small, 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 is showing in my life also. See, being given to prayer looks good on you. Okay, being given to prayer looks good on your character. Means you're a responsible Christian. 
In fact, sometimes we get so selfish. Oh, just, oh, just praise. You know, prayers that you know, the prayers of a, of a child. Now we child praise. Uh, Lord bless daddy, bless mommy, let mommy buy me my car. You know, usually around a parameter, okay. But kind of prayer songs to pray are uh, prayers that carry God, that carry the body of the Father. Prayers that carry the heart of the Father. Okay, things like that homage received and comes in the of truth. Things like boldness in prayer. Things like praying for revival, praying for praying for for an outbreak of certain wonders. You know, praying beyond just what, what concerns you alone. Do you understand? Praying for things that involve God's kingdom on the earth. Praying for fellow believers. Praying for your pastors. Praying for your friends. Praying for that unsaved, un, unsaved neighbor. Unsaved sibling. Do you understand? So, the, we are called to live a prayer life beyond just our five minutes everyday morning devotion prayer. Look at that. Do you get that? So, we are called to prayer. Okay, now again, I'm, I'm not in any way trying to judge you, make you feel, make you feel bad for not praying. Okay, now if we're being sincere, we all have, we all have times where it looks as though those things drop, but that we need help to raise them back up. Okay, so I'm thinking this will help us to remember, so we can take take deliberate effort to raise our prayer back back up if it is down, if it's up, keep it up, maintain it. Okay. Now it says, the first of prayer, being watchful. Now, what does it mean to be watchful? Habakkuk 2, 1 to 3. Habakkuk 2, 1 to 3. I will stand at my watch and show myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what I have to answer. And what answer I have to give to his complaints. Verse 2. Then the Lord replied. Okay. Verse 1 says, I will stand my watch to see what he will say to me. Okay. Verse 2 says, Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation. Make it plain on tablets so that a error may run with it. Verse 3. For the revelation at an appointed time is speaks of the end and all stuff like that. So this is the point, okay? Being watchful means not just pray for praise sake, praying to hear what the Lord will say. It means praying prayers of you no know, two-way prayers, okay? You are praying but also listening to what God will say. You are you are always on the watch. You know You are always on the watch for what God will say to you in prayer. You are pray thinking. It's a place of pray thinking, of pray planning. Do you understand? Pray thinking. Pray planning. Okay? Don't just pray, pray, and just pray loudly. You know, if you just pray and shout. And you don't listen. You're not, you're not looking at what God will say. There's a place of being prayerful and being watchful while praying. See? We are, we are to always be, you know, to, we, we are meant to know things that nobody else knows. We are meant to see ahead of time things that will happen in our environment. So it, it calls for being watchful. Being watchful. Now, being watchful is not five minutes per day. Why? Now imagine that imagine you are told to stand watch over watchman, watchman over a street, and you come and stand in five minutes saying, "I've done my watch." Five minutes, and you go back home. You don't. You can't see enough in five minutes. Watchmen spend time overnight to watch. Yes, sir. So the place of of ex, 
extended prayer, number one, is a place of living a prayed up lifestyle. They are never far between prayer. Okay? That on the go, in everything you do, you spend time to just, you know, just go to carry out the guest to car for God to You know, randomly. Okay? That is how you are keeping watch. You know that? Living a prayed up lifestyle. Always in between prayer. And you are praying, you know, every minute, every, every 15 minutes you pray a minute prayer. You know, they are in, you are always in that zone of prayer. Do you understand? These things can be cultivated. You can cultivate a prayed of lifestyle. Some people put, put up their alarms, okay? Alarms so that um, they can um, pray, you know, every, every, every one hour. It's good. Make deliberate efforts to live prayed up. Okay? Also plan times where you can pray, you know, you can pray extended prayers. One hour, two hours if you can, okay? But deliberately, deliberately, deliberately cultivate a prayed up lifestyle. These things are cultivated. It does not jump on you. In fact, you can you can pray that God should give you more grace to pray. There's a there's a grace of prayer, okay? Pray for it, okay? As you pray, um, don't just pray and do nothing. As you pray, you know, pray. Do you understand? Awesome. Now, praying is not just for praying's sake, okay? Our prayer should have results. We that that spend time in prayer should have access to revelation. That, that, I, can, that I can talk to God and hear God should count for something. I should be inspired. Inspired. Because the hearing God should make me inspired, you know, always knowing what to do. Never stranded. So important, okay? If I am hearing, if I'm praying, I should be hearing God. There should be ideas. There should be vision, revelation, direction. Okay? See, if we are pre listening, we'll always be in the know. If we are watchful and praying, we'll be inspired. God told Abakok. Says, says, um, write down these things. So as we prayed and watched, God spoke back to him. Jonathan. So if we stay prayed up, we will not walk in error. So prayer should make us the most inspired people on the earth. It should show in everything we do. Okay, but you know, I think the issue is that thing. Sometimes we pray to just we pray to just take off prayer from our our to do list. That feeling of hey, I pray today, ticked. You know, again, we all sometimes fall for the same traps. Want to boast and say I prayed ten hours. Want to boast it? I prayed six hours. You know, I prayed four hours. That is not the point. Yes, it is good to pray long prayers, okay? But prayer, eh, if you are praying, no, and you are really praying, it should show. A slang says, "With they pray, it they show." With a pray, it is show. If you are praying, it should be showing. <laughs> it should be showing how inspiration, quality thoughts, divinely inspired ideas, revelation, understanding God's word, knowing things in natural. You understand? Being quick to understand, even at school, being quick to comprehend. This thing should be a compulsory fruit of a prayer life. You understand? There are times when you know, I'm, reading, I'm reading my Bible and I feel stuck. You know, that, that that particular verse 
it's not, it's not making sense. And, and I just go, pray the ketogos and pray ketosis. And find it, pam, 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 just, just, just links up and I have understanding. Being a prayer person should show in our understanding of scripture, understanding of, of, our, of our careers, of our businesses, okay? It should show in the things we put our hands to do. Okay? Is that good? Jeremiah 3. Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah 33. While Jeremiah was still confined in the in 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 courtyard of the guard, the word of the Lord came to him a second time. This is what the Lord says. He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. Call to me, and I will answer you, and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. Look at that. So when we come to God in prayer, we should get things we never knew before. We should have ideas, breakthrough ideas, creativity from God. And people will say, "What manner of guy is this? Where does he get ideas from?" Our ability to hear from God should be our ability to download solutions. Download ideas, download insights. In every sphere of human endeavor, it should tell. We should not restrict God's work, you know, only to things that are churchy. You know, there should be much more to hearing God than just hearing only things for church service. Do you understand? There's much more to hearing God. Of course, they are all available. They are all good, right? But it should show. We should also hear God in our academics. Hear God for our careers. You know, when I was in school, sometimes I would just know, I would just know that today there's a test. How? I just knew. I just knew. Okay? If we don't kill that part of us, if we cultivate it, we will see that we will hear even much more. There are people that God shows them exam direction. They just know what to read. See, these things are available to us. Okay? Call to God. It will answer and show you great and unsearchable things. See, there's no reason why a believer should not bring about a cure for COVID. A believer in that, in that, in that, in that space, in that industry. There's, there's no reason why it should not come from us. See, there's wisdom in God. We have got to train ourselves, you know, apply ourselves to hear God in this cultivate hearing God beyond your normal church activities. Extend it to the things you do every day. Let's, let's make it a, pra- a practice going forward, okay? Practice hearing God for everyday living. Amen. Is that good? Is that good? Go to Psalm 25:14. Psalm 25:14. Psalm 25, 14. Are we following? It says, The Lord confides in those who fear Him. Look at that. The Lord confides in those who fear Him. He makes His covenant known to them. The Lord confides in those who fear Him. The Lord confides in those who fear Him. So the Lord will confide those ideas inside the relation okay we have got to cultivate these things 
Amos 3.7 Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants the prophets. Surely the Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants the prophets. Being able to hear God means to hear God's plans at least for things that concern us and our immediate environment. And I think we'll see at some point he knew every issue in his family before it happened. That is what we should cultivate, okay? Knowing things before they happen in our sphere of influence. You know, we can even know market trends. We can see this market trends, okay? We can be at ahead of people because, because we are hearing God. We have got to cultivate these things. We see also in Pharaoh and Joseph. How Pharaoh had a dream, and Joseph by revelation, okay, interpreted the dream, and by so doing, you know, he was made prime minister, okay. See, our access to God should make us leaders in our secular sphere of endeavors. It should show, it should show, okay. My hearing God should show in my secular sphere of endeavor. Now we see Christ, that Christ, in being God, and in you know. Having access to God on the earth, it showed, okay, where there was lack, it provided supernaturally. It even went as far, okay, as bringing out coin from the mouth of a fish. How good does it get? It turned water to wine, as in it turned water to sophisticated wine, not just regular wine. It turned water to you know the best wine available. The life of God in you should tell for something natural. It should tell. It should tell. Christ not only healed the sick and raised the dead, he also fed people. You see, he's been a child of God told in every area. He fed the hungry. Supernatural, okay? So we have to take these things beyond just things that happen in church. Take this power of God to your world. Let it show in everything. In what or did do everything as unto the Lord. Okay? One way to rise quickly in life is to apply God's power to everything we do. Spend time to pray about your career. Pray about your job. Do you know what? See, let me, let me, let me, let's say this. Now, we know believers, then. We pray for people to be saved. We pray for that, right? We don't mind. Pray for people to be healed. We don't mind, right? But now, in our, in our jobs, sometimes we don't pray for our jobs. It means that you are, you are, you are, you are, Understanding your boss, you are understanding your boss because you are not bringing in your best. If if you give all your all your all your natural best to your boss, I don't pray for the work. You are not giving him your best. In fact, you are leaving the better part out. No, we see Jacob, Jacob, see Jacob, that Jacob, you know, labor was blessed for Jacob's sake. That was Jacob bringing in natural and supernatural to save his boss. Jacob served his boss naturally and supernaturally, so that the man was blessed by physical labor and spiritual blessing. So you've got to bring in the blessing to your boss. God help us, God help me. You've got to bring in the blessing, the power you have in supernatural. That's got to show in your work, in your output. In fact, must show in your company. There's a blessed man here. It should show. But it only shows if we cultivate, if we desire, and pray about it. So pray for your company, pray for your boss, pray for him, pray for the business. 
Amen. Amen. All right. All right. You see also in Daniel the same thing, okay? Daniel by revelation interpreted the king's dream. See, see the king was, was Daniel's boss. Daniel set his boss naturally and supernaturally. He set his boss with his skill, character, wisdom, but also with the power and wisdom of God. You have got to bring these things to bear in everything you do. So prayer should improve us, empower us, make us wiser. Okay? It's not just be a chore we take off. It should be purposeful. Not just another, another, another activity to do in church, okay? Prayer should be purposeful. Improve us, empower us, make us wiser. Not just a chore we take off our to-do list. Prayer should make us bolder in ministry, okay? Wow, time. I've forgotten time. <laughs> time is fast, Peter. Lord Jesus. <laughs> glory to God. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Okay. Prayer should make us bolder, you know, and more effective in ministry. We are told to be devoted to prayer. Devoted, given to prayer. Okay. Acts 6 4 says, We'll give ourselves to prayer as of the word. Not Matthew 12 says, Be faithful in prayer. Okay. So, being faithful in prayer means that it's a demand. We are, we are called to, we are commanded to pray. Okay, so if you are faithful in prayer, it means you are actually really praying. Not just praying prayer that fits your convenience or that fits your, in quotes, busy, busy life schedule. Okay, we have to be faithful in prayer. Let's finish up with Acts 4, 25. Acts 4, 25. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just go by it, okay? In that part, they prayed and said that God should give them boldness. Let's go to, let's go to verse 29 Acts 4 29 it says now Lord consider the threat and enable your servants to, to speak your word with great boldness enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus after they prayed, the place where the meeting was shaken, and we all filled the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Thirty-two. All the blessed, all the were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of the senses was their own, but they shared everything they had. Thirty-three. And with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the return of God Jesus Christ, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them. So they prayed for boldness and for signs and wonders. And what happened? They feel they gave to the spirit, and you know they 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 shared all they had. One, okay, they ministered with great power and with great grace. So, but to pray and as we pray, it should show in our boldness and our ministerial results. Okay, boldness it should show in signs and wonders. Okay, so pray about this. Okay, so when we read through the rest of the of chapter four, talk, talk about you know how we should act with outsiders. Okay. Um, since our words will be full of grace, since we saw, so we know how to answer. If we say should be wise, wise we will act to answer that. Okay, we say should be deliberate in how we work with people. Don't don't just be afraid that. Okay, be deliberate in how you deal with yourself. Be wise about it. Make the most of every opportunity. Okay, be driven to to get them saved. Okay, and make the most of every chance you get. Speak the right words. 
we talked about 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 people that serve within the ministry, about Tikikos, you know. So Paul names Tikikos, he named them Onesimus, he names Aristarchus, he names Justus, he names Epaphras. You see that Paul was not a man on his own. He had company. Every believer ought to have sound company around him. People that hold you up, that keep you accountable, okay, that ask you, Baba, after your parents, after your Bible study, okay, people that keep you in check, people that tell you that girl, while I knew, people that actually, you know, actually, you know are, are involved in your life, okay. So, no man is called to be on his own. Paul had people that he served with, so also you should. Verse 12 is important, okay. Verse 12 says, Corinthians 4 12, Epaphras. Who is one of you? The son of Christ Jesus sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you. He is always resting in prayer for you. So that you may stand firm. Stand firm in all the will of God. Mature and fully assured. Get in. I vouch for him that is working hard for you. And for those at Laodicea and Aeropolis. Look at that. So Paul says, this guy is praying for the church. And Paul calls that prayer, he says, is working hard for them. So, prayer is work. And it's hard work. So, if, when you pray well, God sees and says, you are hard working. When you give time to pray for the church, for believers, for your friends, God calls it hard work. He calls it good work. When you're when, when not praying also, it's called being lazy. So, your prayer is part of your work ethic. Your prayer culture is part of your work ethic. Being prayed up looks good on you. Verse 16. It says, after I read this letter, see also that you read, see also that it is read in, in church of Laodiceans, and that you in turn read that from Laodicea. What is it saying? That, 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 that what I write in, the, in, in one epistle to the to one church is for every other church. He's saying that the, the church in Laodicea, the church in, should read what was what, what was the church in Colossians. What was what, what the point? The point is, is that all the epistles are for every church. The church in Nigeria, the church in UK, the church Deeper Life, Four Square, Redeemed Trem. That the, the, what, what what Paul writes, what Peter writes, what they write is for everyone. Meaning that we should all you know in in the essentials share the basics because we all have the same scripture there is no my doctrine your doctrine we have the same bible okay and if we're reading it well we should have similar understanding okay we have the same scripture the same bible for everybody so if we're reading it well we should have similar understanding of the text verse 17 it says tell Archippus sit to it and you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord so we should be finishers, okay? Whatever God has given you to do, don't start and leave halfway. Complete the ministry. Finish strong, okay? Strain, stretch, get the job done. Complete. Don't don't leave job. Don't leave jobs halfway. Don't be a give up, okay? Get things done. Finally, verse 18. I Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Look at that. Remember my chains. So we are meant to remember believers. You know, going through issues. 
those in those those, those people particularly for the for their, for their faith, those in North Korea, in China, in Russia, in in those, in those Arab countries, okay, remember their chains. Remember what they have suffered for the gospel and put them in prayer. Not just in prayer, as we can also send you know, material help to them, okay? Let's reach out. The, 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 the body of Christ is one, okay? So remember those in chains. Amen. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.